Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time, the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. It's the John and Wayne Show. And this one, I feel like it's going to have a little extra flavor. It's the spiciest 49ers for the 2023 season. Wayne, how we doing, man? We got a food 49ers crossover. I feel like this is all you, man. Ah, I'm I'm feeling quite spicy. I want to see how hot this show gets, though. Are we going to get Caliente hot? What's going on? We'll find out. But I'm, it's good to be here, John. I like it, man. I like it. And so I just got back from Vegas late last night. We went out there for the anniversary. We had a great time. It's but it's nice to be back in the chair talking Niners, having a good time. Even though there's not a lot of news coming out, we've got a lot of stuff that we want to cover here today. So. I messaged Wayne earlier and I said, look, here's what I'm looking for. And I do have to admit, um, I was listening to um, Around the NFL and they were doing something similar to this. And I was like, ooh, that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. We could do a deep dive into that with the Niners. And so whenever we say, like, who, who are the spicy players? Here's my whole thing. Like, who are the players that can bring a little different spice or flavor from last year, it doesn't have to be new players, and a lot of players we go over, I don't think are new guys, but some of them will be. And what is it that they bring that could be a little bit different? So, before we jump into the players, Wayne, I gotta ask you: you go order some Mexican food. Mm-hmm. What on a scale of you know zero being you know no spice at all to ten being freaking habanero? Mm-hmm. How do you like your Mexican food? Whatever mild is. Oh, you're a mild guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, I'm uh, like an eight. I, I want I want no. pain. I want pain. No. I, I Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to be wiping my nose while I eat. Uh, I think I just kind of, you know, the moment the heat hits the palate, here comes the releasing of the fluids of the body. So it's either going to be sweat or liquid boogers. And I just don't want to, I don't feel like, I just want to wipe my mouth and my hands at that if point. If the food can't make you cry, I'm just saying, what are we doing here, man? And what are we doing here? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't guess know. I'm a wimp. But no, 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 it no. It, it's, it's what it is. So, Wayne, start us off. Give us one of your spicy players that adds a little extra flavor to the 49ers this upcoming year. I like this, right? Because I'm trying to figure out, like, from an offensive standpoint, who I can add that would give a different type of spice. I feel like offensively, like we've seen a lot of it. Like you know what I mean. So I, I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up on you offensively. I'm gonna give you a different player, and I think with the addition and 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 the resurgence of Trey Lance, 
I think we're going to get a different type of spice from the San Francisco 49ers offense. Now, we've seen some stuff that Trey Lance can add. There's a couple of things. And I feel like with him being and forcing defenses to play 11 on 11 football with his ability to be able to run or to scramble or to do certain things, it just forces the defenses to second guess themselves and they have to play a little bit more honest. But with the setup of that type of running and that type of play action, there you get the ball that can go down the field 50, 70, 60 plus yards. I know I said those numbers are out of sequence, but who cares? It's just a deep ass pass. Made sense up here in my book. It definitely made sense up there, right? (laughs) And so, I mean, that's a different flavor that I would love to see the 49ers find a way to start implementing, but I think they they, they can only get that from a Trey Lance caliber type of quarterback with a big arm. So that would be my spice. I don't know if that's super hot. I know we've seen it before, but just imagine first play of the season, no runs, a play action, bootleg to the right, wide open, Brandon Ayuk in the middle of the seam in the field, beats his defenders down the field for a 78-yard touchdown. It, that's 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 Caliente, Mui. That's Caliente. Caliente. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You know, Warren Sharp just put out a a whole stat. Oh, what's up, Jax? Oh, hey, Jax. Awesome. Appreciate the super chat. She says, "My two favorite content creators ever. I love it, Wayne and John. Oh, and we're going seventeen and zero. I freaking love it. He's pretty adamant it. about that seventeen and zero. I love it too. Hashtag consistency, man. She, she does not deviate. I love it. Thank you so much for the contribution, Jax. But uh, Warren Sharp just put out. First down passing yardage to wide receivers, like the average throughout the whole 2020 season, and it ranked every team 1 through 32. Do you know where the 49ers ranked? Where? 32nd. Dead last. Wait. Dead last. Out of 32, they ranked 32? Dead last. Uh, first down passing to wide receivers. We had the shallowest air yards, which a lot of that, uh, again, this is just a wide receiver, so it's a very interesting thing. But Shanahan goes pretty plain on first down. He is not one of those guys that likes to air it out early. He wants to stay ahead of the yeah, chains. But, but He's a pace and tempo. That he he I, I, and you're right. That's a hundred. You're a hundred percent correct on Kyle Shanahan. So for me, he's too damn predictable. Oh, I'm yeah. saying, be a little bit Jamie Fox unpredictable here. You Willie know? Beeman steaming. You know what I mean? <laughs> Show me a little bit of unpredictability. From Kyle Shanahan, show, I would love Kyle Shanahan to show that he's got some balls. Excuse me, kahunas. Oh, excuse me, whatever you want to correlate that word with or that term with, that would be really cool. But but I think he can only do that with a player that has the ability to get the ball down the field. You know, it's interesting because when Mike McDaniel left, that dude went all out on fourth downs in yes. Miami. Like yes, he just. You even had Tyreek come out and say, this dude's got the biggest balls ever. Like, you remember, like, it's just a difference in philosophy. And whenever you have the defense that the Niners have, I wonder how much Kyle says, you know what, if we get to 13 points, we win this game. Um, So we'll we'll take what we can get. But, uh, yeah, Lake City Fresh, what's up, man? You did walk in at a crazy time. You Uh, did. You always walk in when we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. It happens. Now. My guy is close to your guy, 
and you even brought him up, and I think Debster, uh, I saw her in the chat. Uh, she brought it up earlier. There it is, right there. Ayuk is mm. going to be spicy this season. Now, I know Ayuk's my guy, okay? That's my spicy 49. Now, let me – somebody's like, what? He was he had a 1,000-yard receiving last year. He played all the time. Every, mm -mm. His attitude, different, different. No, 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 no. He is Frankenstein. And it just came about like halfway through last season. You remember Fred Warner punched? They were fighting in training camp and all that stuff. Ayuk is different. Different. Who, player of all of minicamp. Brendan Ayuk. Who everybody, when somebody talked, like who's the hardest to cover? Whether it was Debo or Demo or it didn't matter. What Debo say? Can't guard that guy in a phone booth right now. He is just putting on a clinic. I'm telling you right now, contract year. I know he had over a thousand yards last year for the first time of his career. Plenty of meat on the bone. There's still so much more. Like I would put the over under on Ayuk yards at 1350 this year receiving oh, yards. Okay, and it's a good number. That's a good number. I, I can't argue with you about Brandon Ayuk being the spiciest player on the team. I think he's the top. So I'm. It's funny you're doing a show about spicy players. I'm gonna be doing a show about the top dogs. We might. Like, that's gonna be oh. interesting. Yeah, roof. Yeah, <laughs> roof. Like and, and and so interesting because I feel like Brandon Ayuk may just be that top dog, like top dog, like and and players here to that. Like you know, we used to talk about men being alphas and all this type of stuff. I mean, you could tell he came of his age. He went through what he needed to. He went through the furnace, the furnace and the fire. He went. He was in it. He was in it for a minute, and he came out like whole, brand new. You name it, uh, refined. Uh, and so Brandon Ayuk just has to go out there and and continue to put his best foot forward. No pun intended. And here's the thing: he could do it with whoever the quarterback is. So that's a great yeah. sign. We're seeing more than one quarterback play this year. I'm just, that's just going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wish it wasn't the case, and I wish we could have one quarterback the whole time. But, again, that's happened once in the past, I think, 19 years with the 49ers. Uh, some crazy stat. Like, one time it's happened. So, I, I I wish we could have somebody that just played all the time, but I just don't see it. Whether that's Trey week one, Brock week one, I don't care. We're no. going to see more than one quarterback. Right. Uh, it's just going to happen. So. Um, all right, let's go back to the Wayne, the breezy, the yeah. food meister. Yeah, and I got a little quick story here. Every time I travel with Wayne, it's always fun. We have a great time. Absolutely. But I'm like, okay, I need tacos. I need tacos. I need tacos. Every time. And then we Breakfast, stop and get food. And, and Wayne's like, here, film me. <laughs> Give me his phone. I got to film Yo, remember that time thing? we were at that place and I ordered that uh... – that soup it was like some type of Mexican soup, and I had the cheese like dripping off my mouth. You I didn't know what me. to. Okay, I'm filming him. He's live. <laughs> he takes a bite, and string comes off uh, like cheese, right? And it's hanging there. I don't know what to do. It's a live show. You're supposed to clean it up. You're supposed to be like, let me fix this for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know my role. <laughs> so okay here's my question to the chat do i just keep filming like the professional i am or am i supposed to say like hey wayne you you got something on your cheek i didn't tell him i think i messed up yo there was a string in the video it was like john like that's <laughs> we can't edit this out bro you know what i mean but hey it, it's all love man i just we never had this conversation before until we live on air but i've been wanting to ask you why'd you let the string cheese hang from my mouth 
I was that I was soup in was good though. Steven Spielberg mode. I didn't you want were. to miss the moment. You I were. felt good about it. Straight and, up. Uh, yeah, I, I failed. I failed. All right, who's your spicy guy? I got to go with the defense man, and I'm gonna go with a rookie. And here's the cool thing: uh, no one's gonna pick this kid because no one's talking about this kid. But I've been adamant about this kid from the moment they drafted him, and. He is going to be the most aggressive 49er. He's going to be more aggressive than Dre Greenlaw, and I know that's hard to, to outdo, right? But Darrell Luter Jr. Ooh. is going to add a serious, different type of heat to the 49ers' defense and special teams. That's huge because we didn't hear anything about him in minicamp. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. But- but my favorite, every time I think about Daryl Luter Jr., the name like Pops comes to mind. Like that's like my nickname for him. He's older. He's very, he's got very old mature. Yeah. He's, he's already a father. And everybody that talked about him, Adam Peters, Lynch, everybody was like, he's just so mature. Like he, I, I know he's a rookie, but like whatever I think about him, I'm just like, man, his nickname should be Pops. It should be Pops. Okay. okay. I, so I, I like I, that. Listen, the kid is uh... – you watch him on tape, you'll see that he plays with a high level of aggression. And I think that level of aggression is going to get underneath our wide receiver's skin a lot. And there's going to be a lot of camp fight battles. And I, 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 the kid got hands. I'll leave it at that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just think he's he makes this roster some, some way, somehow he makes this roster. Uh, it's He has a really good chance at it. Uh, he's a fifth round pick. You know how we love our fifth round picks, but he's going to start on special teams. Like that's going to be his role, and I think he's going to help relieve a guy like Jordan Mason, who I think bumps up on the depth chart. So like, here's the thing: like this kid's aggression is far none, bar none, just there. It's it's already at a level ten. You're going to have to ask him to tame it down. He's not a handsy guy. But he definitely gets underneath the skin of wide receivers, and he doesn't allow completion. So you let that sink in, and you tell me how this kid's not going to add some spice to the 49ers this year. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My, I, I love that. Um, because when you watch him, teams are terrified of this guy. He played against UCLA. They targeted him one time. Um, yeah. I watched another. It might have been Tulane. They didn't target him once. The whole game. Like, teams are scared. It's like somebody going and order hot wings, and they're like, "Don't show me the spicy ones. Don't show me those." That, that see, see what I'm doing. I'm bringing. I know. It back. I, I like what you did. Back. That was cool. <laughs> now, my question to you, Wayne, on Daryl Luter Jr. Special teams—that's his key role. Pave the pathway for where he will see the field. How does this guy see the field as a defensive player? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? It, like, what will it take for him to crack the lineup at some point as an outside corner? Yeah, uh, and so <laughs> obviously rookie year is going to take probably an injury. Uh, I think Diamandur Lenore is going to be at the top of his game. Uh, I think he's going to even surpass the great Mooney Ward out there. They're going to target him, and he's he's going to be about that smoke. But here's the thing. This, this kid, Darrell, will get those – he'll get some reps out there, right? And so all he has to do is continue to make strides. And you got to remember when the Niners draft – I know they, I know John Lynch said this is not how they draft, but we know he lying. So when they draft, they draft him for the second to third year. But if this kid can show some production and, and show that he's going to be like not an island, but just you're not th- – you're not completing a pass on me, sir. If he has that type of mentality and that type of attitude – his name will be first off the roll. God forbid something happens to one of the starters. And, you know, it's football. So things always find a way to happen. Yeah. Know? Man, I, when can you? When was the last time we had this depth at that position? Because That's Samuel Womack, he, he's no joke either. He's not a joke. And he's also an outside guy. And I know they have him favored to go inside. I think they were trying to, you know, they had no choice but to force him to play inside last year due to the injuries. They needed Diamador Lenore to play outside due to the injury of Emmanuel mostly. But listen, Womack could be an outside lock too. And I think no one plays the ball better than him. So it's, 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 this, the depth is phenomenal, bro. Like it's young. It's talented and it's aggressive. I like that. I like that. All right. I'm going to go against everything I believe in. Are you ready for this? This is going to be bad. My spicy player. I'm going rookie kicker, Jake Moody. What the freak? I know. Front just, door. Just, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. Give me a second. Allow me to talk through this for my own psychological benefit for to sure. myself. You got this. I hated the pick. Um, Again, I couldn't stand it, but that's okay. That's okay. He's part of the team, and I think the opportunity for the 49ers, I think we're still going to have a top-flight defense. I, I think top three, almost guaranteed. Top five, lock it in, right? But the offense, quarterback uncertainty, all that kind of stuff, even though I really like our quarterback room, he will give the opportunity for the 49ers offense to have one less first down per drive. That's hidden yardage. One less first down. We had to get past the 30 to even attempt a field goal last year. Now you're backing that up. Now the new target line is the 40-yard line instead of the 30. We know Kyle Shanahan likes to kick field goals. Now, theoretically, we got to see how the rookie performs under pressure and all those things. But the way this team is built, if you get to 17 points, you win the freaking game 90% of the time. 
field goals matter. And I know everybody wants Kyle to go for the go for it way more often. I don't think that's who you're going to be with this defense. So Jake Moody is my spicy player just because he shrinks the field by 10 yards every offensive possession. Take it away, Wayne. Trash me. Get mad at me. Yell at me. No, I I just didn't think you would mention that name ever um, pre-season, like before the season <laughs> start. Um, look, Jake, Jake has to come in and he has to show and prove, right? Like he has to make people into believers of him because he's a rookie and he hasn't done it on the professional level. So I get why people are a little worried uh, in, in this kid. But I, I will Rookie say this, kickers suck his, they, historically. Historically, they do. I I just feel like they got a grown-ass man at kicking, sort of, kind of, as far as the mentality. I mean, you took a kicker out of the Big Ten who's kicked in the big house. I mean, like that, that – that that should have some type of resonance and give you some type of validity because they hold more fans than Levi Stadium. Yeah, any NFL stadium. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even close. Yeah. And so, uh, like that's pressure. And then you add in the, the the factors of the weather. But again, there's nothing like NFL men coming at you opposed to collegiate guys coming at you. So I get it, man. Like theoretically, he has to still go out there and prove it. But I can't get mad at you. Hey, look, this team is going to be the uh, this kid. Excuse me, is going to be the team's leading scorer. It is what it is, you know. And 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 at some point, you know what I mean. He's might have the most points for this team in history. If he can, you know, withstand his health throughout his career, like right. I mean, that's what kickers do. They kick field goals and they get points every yep. single time. So it's look at this, the- Brian uh, Trainwreck. He's the freaking man. Historically, rookie quarterbacks suck too, but then Spot. Brock happened. So there we go. Uh, well, you can follow trends, but there are always outliers. And the 49ers roster is peppered. Ooh, look at that. Did you see ah, what they did there? Another spicy Peppered uh, with outliers. And I freaking love it. Uh, Dexter says, can't gain experience thank unless you, you play. Dexter, um, thank you. Hashtag Trey Lance. Thank you. Just hashtag players that we keep giving up on. Like, guys, they're not playing yet. Yeah. For whatever reason. You got to give them a moment to get in there. It's to see it, to believe it. You know, you got to see it to believe it. I, I love agree. it. I love it. Now, before we get to Wayne's next hot take, uh, I'm going to make them mad, but I'm going to play this video that Eric made. If you are coming out this year, you got to come party with us. 49ers Rush Road Trip. That's what's up. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Oh, I'm going to make sure I'm in every video for the 2023 season. The problem with Wayne and I is we are in the moment, people. And I think that's probably one of the better things because, you know, I get asked all the time, like, man, why don't you go live from these events? And I'm like, man, these people paid money, traveled out. I want to be with the people that are here. Not that I want to leave people out, but there's an opportunity to -to face-to-face build those relationships, and it's been incredible. All those videos and stuff are not from us. Those are other people taking videos that share them with us, and then Eric put them together. Shout out to Eric. 
he's he's the the legend. Debster says, going to the Cowboys Rush Road Trip. Can't wait. And do want to let you guys know, we are going to be adding a lot more home games as they, they come along. So first on the list is going to be that Tampa Bay Buccaneers home trip because the UK faithful, the Germany faithful, they're coming out. So awesome. I want to make sure we provide an experience for them. It's not up on the site yet, but will be soon. But um, if you're just looking for the games that we do currently have up, um, Pittsburgh, Week 5, home against the Cowboys. Monday Night Football, Vikings. Week 10, all the way in Jacksonville. That one's going to be huge. Thanksgiving Day in Seattle. And Week 15 in Cardinals. And again, remember, every single event we throw is kid-friendly. I will not allow it to not be because I believe in building the community from the base up. Uh, that's how I became a, I became a fan at nine years old, right? So uh, that's something that we want to we want to put out there. So, all right, Wayne, let, let's jump back to it. Who's your spicy player, buddy? The new addition, addition. Excuse me. I know where you're going. Do you? I do. I do. You sh- I sure. Number ninety-five. No. Oh, I was wrong. I thought he wore ninety-eight. Does he? Oh no! Oh no! I, anyway, Javon Hargrave. Look, look. <laughs> at the end of the day, man, the 49ers went out and got them like a uh, a big old pot of stew where you throw in the meat, the potatoes, the onions, your your obey seasoning, your spices, your, your you name it. Like, and that's what Javon is going to bring to the 49ers defense, and I and. He's going to be such a new spice addition to this team that is going to allow other spices to rise up from their roots, right? And so you're like, damn, who are you talking about? I'm just, just trust me, man. Like, you're going to see better play out of some of these rotational guys that they brought back that are familiar with the system, like your Kevin Givens, your T.Y. McGills, those type of guys that are going to be rotating, your Kiri Hiders, all these guys. He's going to make the edge rushers have better and, – and Nick Bosa said this himself. Like, he said, look, man, having him here is a little different. He said it's, 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 it's easier playing from the outside than it is from the inside. But when you get a guy who's top 11, according to PFF, out of all defensive linemen, he's top 11. Sorry, that's what they rated him at, not me. All right. This guy is going to add – he's going to be a problem for the opposing offensive lines. He's going to soak up blocks. He's going to be able to let those linebackers get to that – to get to fill in those gaps like we need. He's going to also create the interior pass rush, something I don't think we've seen since the Forrest Buckner left. And so this is going to be very interesting. And don't sleep on if Javon Kinlaw has a career year, which I know is not a lot – Okay, but I think his availability is going to be a lot better through uh, through uh, due to the fact that he won't be like the starting guy or, 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 you know, overly worked. And this is going to help him out, man. He's in a contract year. This is going to be great for Kinlaw. So Kinlaw will be buying a hefty ass Christmas present for his partner, Javon Hargrave. I love it. I do want to say I was wrong. It was 98. Of course, the Wayne is right. Anytime I go against this guy, I lose every time. Uh, it's, it's just what it is. That's okay. That's okay. Wayne, you know your stuff as always. 98 is the number of Javon Hart. Was he 95 in Philly? <clears throat> he's had different. He's been 97, 93, and 79. 97 in Philly. I remember him 97 in Philly. 
Yeah, he was 93 for Philly in 2020, then switched to 97, um, his second and third year there. But he was 79 for four years uh, wow. in Pittsburgh. 79, that's mean. I wow. think I wanted him to be 95 just to get over my whole Contavious Street uh, PTSD. I think that's what it was. Okay. Tommy, uh, he says, is the run defense going to take a dip? It was number one. I don't know. I Why would it go down? I'm curious to know why he feels it'll go down if they added a better piece. Now, I will say the one area where I would be like, okay, I could see a dip in the run defense is with without Samson, without Charles. Oh, yeah, outside on the edge. Those, right. those three guys were great run defenders on the yeah, edge. But what? But if, if we're banking on the progress of Drake Jackson being able to set the edge, that might – and look, he's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger. We have to also see him playing pads. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like – that's the that's the only area to that right side, opposite Nick Bosa, where I feel like it'll take a little dip until they figure it out. But then again, you can always put Eric Armstead on the outside and put Kenlaw on the inside. I mean, I'm just saying. And then you don't take a dip. I I really hope they don't. I know, but I really hope they don't. Well, but, I get I know, it because you can't tell on runs. You can't tell when they're gonna run or pass it. So then, like, he'll be good outside on setting the edge, but then he won't be great at the pass rush. So I get it, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, Tommy says Hargrave is better at the pass rush. I agree. Now, this was a tweet that was put out by David Lombardi. He does great work. He compared Hargrave to DeForest Buckner over the last four years. Uh, This is their pass rush productivity levels. Um, and so again, for those of you that are on the audio side only, um, Hargrave has finished fourth, sixth, fourth, and third among all defensive tackles in pass rush productivity. Buckner in that same time finished eighth, ninth, 15th, eighth. So for four consecutive years, Stats Hargrave's been better against the pass rush. Yeah. And the biggest issue, and I've said this over and over again, these are not my words. This was John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan saying a big reason why they moved off from DeForest Buckner is they wanted to get more stout versus the run. That's not the way Buckner plays against the run. No. Hargrave, know. stout. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll take a dip from as far as the interior. Uh, and, again, they have people that they can plug and play. Like, Correct. You know, because if, if you feel like you're getting, uh, you know, pushed around, which I don't know how they're going to push this guy around. But you're gonna have Armstead and Buckner. I mean, Armstead and uh, Hargrave on the interior. I just don't see those guys getting pushed around. And if you have not got a chance to see Eric Armstead, the dude is chiseled, like, like Greek god chiseled. This is gonna be interesting to see how this is gonna be. Uh, you know how it's gonna pan out. Do you know who my next spicy player was? I already have my notes. It was Eric Armstead. It's Eric Armstead. It How did Eric I know Armstead. it was Eric Armstead? We both were interior guys. Interesting. Well, here's my thing with Armstead. Like, you you can justify whatever take you want on him based on stats, how great he is or how bad he is. Last mm. year, down year statistically. But when was his best year in the NFL? It's 2019. Why? Who was he playing next to? DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. We, we just established 
guess who's better at pass rush? Yeah, Javon Hargrave is, right? So the last time Eric Armstead had double-digit sacks, it was he was playing against a strong interior player. Well, now he's going to get that again. Now Armstead will be inside. In 2019, he was predominantly outside. But guess what? And this is the thing that I think people keep forgetting. If you look at the tw- this year's playoff run, Eric Armstead was the best defender. Him and Demo, I think. Eric Armstead led the 49ers just in our playoff run in pressures, sacks, quarterback hits, and he was third in solo run stops only behind our two starting linebackers, Greenlaw and um, Warner. He he surpassed Nick Bosa in every single statistical category during the playoff stretch. Armstead was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he was fully healthy, too, at that point, right? He was getting into his stride. I mean, don't get it twisted, Armstead. You did the one dumbest boneheaded play I ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? Cowboys. Oh Cowboys. man, I I wanted him to pound, I, take the penalty. I don't care. Yeah. Like, look, you could have you could have ended Dak Prescott's career. Yeah. And it was we, the very first down play in the fourth quarter where the Cowboys were on like the three yard line. Dak rolls out and Armstead mirrored him perfectly, he made contact in the end zone, but like let up because he thought he was going to get a penalty. Um, anyway, we still won the game considerably, but yes. Yeah, but still, we could have yes. won the game more on than a safety. On a safety, a walk off safety, Jimmy Garoppolo would be proud. Hell yeah. I should have like, said that. No, no, you shouldn't emails. have. But my point is, <laughs> Armstead, what's 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 what is it? Uh, uh, you 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 know, you just can't, you just stay. He's such a nice, such a nice guy. He's really nice, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love this. Don't bother me. Says the addition of Hargrave against the run and Coach Wilkes advancing our secondary. I'm calling the number one defense. It's weird to say we could be better. It's weird to say it's, we can be it's better. Not, it's not weird. And I talked about this that I think we talked about this on Friday. I think I said that Steve Wilkes potentially can be a better defensive coordinator than D'Amico Ryans. He has more experience. And he focuses more. He focuses on an area where the 49ers just have always been their weakest. Mm-hmm. Secondary has always been the weakest link. So they get a they get this the one of the best defensive secondary minded coaches to come in and coach the defense and coordinate the defense and that to me you know when you get you know he talked about he said listen man we're not just trying to get interceptions we're trying to get touchdowns so now the mindset is going from playing the ball getting the ball being the ball hawk forcing the turnover to taking those turnovers and turning them into points that's a crazy-ass different mindset. You want to talk about spice. I think Wilkes might be the spiciest coach we got right now because that's a mindset that, ah, man, I would be a little timid to play against. I mean, and now Drake Greenlaw's thumb is healthy? Oh, shit. This is going to be scary. He already was knocking cats out. He about to punch somebody into oblivion. And then Fred Warner is the ultimate punching guy. This is going to be interesting, man. We're going to have a bunch of Donkey Kongs on defense, man. I love it. Yeah, and one of the things, one of my favorite clips, this is Demo talking here. A uh, quick 15-second clip on how he's going to get better plays because of Wilkes and just the transition to what it is now. This is Demo. His main focus when he first got here, uh, he told we, uh, we watched a couple get better plays that I had from last season, and it was just mainly reading, reading the chest reading the chest area, the breastplate, um, being able to locate down the field and just finishing on the ball. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's coming across in the verbiage already in OTAs. Now can that translate? That's the thing. Like, you can coach it, but can the player do it? We got to see that. Because if Demo can't, back to where we started, ah, Darrell Luter can. Mm. Mm. So Debo, and again, I I, I forget who messaged me. I, I need to go back. I got called out for my man crush on Demo. I think it was Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, he came at me. He messaged me in my my Twitter feed. He was like, "Dude, you got such a man crush on Demo." I do. I really I liked him from the start. Hyena, you you had me at hyena. Whenever his very first press conference. He, he said, I'm a hyena. Like, I will do the dirty work. I'll do whatever it takes. It's yes. crazy, John, because I just tweeted before the show started. I should have been tweeting about our show. <laughs> it was instead. Tommy. It was Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted that Diamo Lenore's, uh, you know, impact will be more significant than the impact Emmanuel mostly had on his defense. That's a lot. That's a lot. But mostly, first of all, I think with Diamo, you're going to get health in his favor. And you're you're getting that trajectory up. Because remember, we had to watch Mosley go up too, right? Like we had to, he didn't start off as that great type of, you know, I'm just going to be around the ball all the time. He, he, that wasn't him. But he did progress into that. I feel like I see the progression from Lenore a lot quicker and because of that, I feel like he'll have more of a significant impact on this defense. It's, and and again, can I also factor in the fact that he's being coached mm -hmm. by Steve Wilkes? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about it, man. And so, you know, as we go through these questions, uh, which I want to transition to now, Clayton, uh, shout out to the man behind the scene. Um, and as we get to some of these things, like, I don't know. It, I, the whole episode today, I just wanted to take a little bit of a different look at some of the players and how they would yeah. interact. And it's I think a funner, more fun look too. You know, yeah, I, I think that's kind of come across on what it is that can be different because you don't you're either getting better or getting worse. And I'm sorry, like you were the best last year defensively. I don't think I think they got better. I really, really do. I think they got better. So we didn't even talk about Jair Brown. We didn't even bring him up. And we didn't have to because, again, look, I'm going to make a post about our secondary. Our secondary is the same. It's, it's going to be the same secondary. And they finished damn near number one, I believe, in the league last year toward the end of the year. So, like, at the end of the day, we're bringing back four those four guys minus – okay, minus Jimmy Ward. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I was – yo, Isaiah Oliver, ask me where he's ranked out of 119 – defensive backs i have no clue like is this pff score like yeah i i feel like you're pretty high because it's, it's freaking 10 bro and you got him cheap oh my gosh and and, and, and remember when steve wilkes came out in his presser and said we went and got the best nickelback out there i think we kind of took that for for light like you know did we we didn't know yeah. Man, his deal, he signed a two-year, $6.7 million deal. That dude won a chip. I can tell you that. He's got three void years. Like, he is pushing this Tommy back. Tommy says I have a man crush on Hargrave. <laughs> I sure enough <laughs> do. I'm going to send him that manscape, too, by they, the way. There ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't mm -mm. nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. But, yeah, like, the cap hit for 
Oliver this year is 1.6 million. Next year, 3.7 million. Like you're paying this dude pennies. Compare and, and it makes sense now whenever you look at what Jimmy Ward left with. And, and like I love Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward's awesome. And they wanted to keep and they even said like we wanted to see what was going to happen with Jimmy first once yes, you know they did. he went he went two years 13 million literally twice as twice much. the contract and he's an older player right now he might have a little bit more production at the position but i mean as a as a football player excuse me more experience and more production as a football player in general twice as much but he got paid twice as much. And this is where the Niners are in this current schedule. You remember when Kyle came in, you had to overpay to get anybody here. That's Thanks. where the Houston Texans are now. They had to overpay to get these guys because but, there's but no they, competition they, for a ring. And they could. I mean, like, you know, they, yes. they, they, they financially could. Just like we financially could pay Juice $80 billion. And we, could, and we paid a fullback a lot of money. You know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, that's what happens when you're, when you're kind of not good. For right. a while. And Niners have to get some, you know, kind of cheap, efficient deals at center. Jake Brindle, that deal was. You're talking about at nickel. Like, you're getting some of these cheap deals because you can't just pay everybody what they deserve. I wish Jimmy Ward was still here. I wanted him to be on the all-decade, you know, yeah. team. Yeah. And it breaks my heart. He only got nine years with us. But he chose money, and rightfully so. Go get that bread, man. I have no problem with that. I'm all for anybody getting money anytime, even if I dislike you. I love to see people get paid. All right. Let's get to some questions, Clay, before I keep going off topic. Uh, Charisse, what's up? Um, she said, I am also eager to see if Ronnie Bell is as ah. good as Debo Samuel or Ayuk as wide receiver. Ooh, he brings that's tough. A, that it's that's tough for him that's, to be in that category, but he's he's different though. So, like the, the thing about these three guys is they bring a different element to the game of football. And so, like with Brandon Ayuk, um, you know, he has this weird length and ability to stretch to make bigger to make plays but what's funny is ronnie bell has this weird ability to stretch and to catch kind of like uncatchable passes yeah so it's it's weird right i think brandon Ayuk is the receiver that could just get open now you know at first he couldn't but i think you can utilize ronnie bell in the red zone more and then with debo samuel i mean he's probably the most dangerous weapon in football period him healthy is more dangerous than CMC. And I know that sounds crazy to everybody, but again, CMC is a running back and then he can catch passes. Debo Samuel, y'all don't even classify him as a wide receiver at times. Like this yeah. dude is just a weapon, period. I like it. I like Grizz says, I want Ronnie Bell to supplant Jennings for the third. And that's another thing. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be playing that slot role or not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll that's see. The, we'll that's see. The, that's the perfect example for Ronnie. Like that. That's him. He's bing, 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 and it's not him just getting hit. It's just that you you don't know where you he's he, you could just utilize him in so many different ways. You want him on kickoff return. You want him on punt return. You want him to be wide receiver. You want him to play in the slot. Like the question is, can he go out there and do it against the big boys? And I feel like he can. I know he can. Yeah. And I think I think he landed at a great spot because I think his biggest deficiency is contested catches. Facts. And so, guess what? You're playing with Kyle Shanahan. He'll get you open, dog. Yeah, you got him and Andy Reid, and that's about it. Like, there's other guys, there's other great coaches, but nobody that is even close to snit like where those guys are. 
So I'll stay with that. Good stuff. I like Ronnie Bell. All right, next up, Clayton. Oh, Ramalia. I don't. Even, I never know how to say this. What's up, man? Appreciate you. Is it Ramalia or Ramilia? Ramil. I don't know, man. I'm from Texas. We do oh, this yeah, every dude, episode. So oh, come on. Let's go, Clayton. Clayton, come on up. You got to tell us what it is. Yeah, that's right. Come on up. <laughs> it's got to be Ramelia. Ramelia Sports Report. That's what I think. I'm going with Clayton on this one, dog. I'm not going to argue I'm with going him. Clayton every Clayton. time. I never disagree <laughs> with him again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He said, it's nice to have a stout defense in the regular season, but you got to carry it over to the late postseason. Correct. I mean, NFC Championship game. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything to bully weaker teams in the regular season. Uh, I, I'm not part of the whole, like, oh, just because you didn't win a Super Bowl, you're a loser. Like, I don't buy into that. Uh, like, the Heat just lost. I think they had an incredible season. Um, are you happy with the way things ended? Sure. But if we're sticking with what you said about stout defenses, I mean, you held Seattle to 23 points. A lot of those were garbage points. You blew them out 41 to 23 in the wild card game. You held Dallas to 12 points. That's insane. And then against the Eagles, man, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. It was seven to seven, and the only touchdown that they scored early was a fake touchdown on an incomplete pass. That because Devonte Smith didn't catch that junk. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually the defense. But that was the broke. that was the momentum shifter of yeah. the game. Yeah. Like, and, and and we couldn't figure out why they wouldn't challenge it. That's a whole other conversation. But at the end of the day, that was the momentum shift. That right there should have been an incomplete pass. It wasn't. Oh, well, they got a touchdown off of it. They actually scored first. We came back and clapped back with the Christian McCaffrey, but we ended up losing my man. And after a while, it was just three plays and a punt, three plays and a punt. You were losing field position. Yeah, they had no quarterback, bro. And if you go back to the previous year, um, so 2021, you gave up 17 points to the Cowboys, 10 points to Green Bay, 20 points to the Rams. Like, I would argue – that the defense is playing pretty damn good um, down the stretch. Could it be better? Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, but again, when you say down the stretch, he's got to be talking about one game because nothing else makes any sense. What's going on, fam? Yeah, and anybody else... that watched that game, even Jason Kelsey, whenever he was talking about with his brother, he's like, man, that defense was stout. But eventually, when they couldn't do anything on offense, they were they just wore, got they, worn, they, down. We worn out. Yeah. There it is. They got their behinds worn out. And so that, like, that's kind of just what it is, man. It, it comes down to attrition. And, you know, when your defense is on the field 85% of the rest of the game, you know, because yeah. I, I think he was really. I think Romilia was trying to take a shot at Nick Bosa. I, I felt like that's what that comment was because Nick was kind of like insignificant in that NFC Championship game. But again, he had like two, three people coming at him the whole game. And then he was on the field the majority of the time. I just don't know how much you want your defense to be on the field. I mean, well, I, you can go back to 2019. Nick Bosa like broke the record for most pressures quarterback hits all in a playoff run his rookie year yeah um so i i'm not too concerned about it uh i would is there another team that's even in the considerable mention of defenses you would rather have than the 49ers maybe the philly defense i maybe, don't know but again but it. It, i say maybe because they got to literally tee off yeah. at uh, not no quarterback i mean they did get our quarterbacks injured but they got the tee off on the team when you get the tee off and pin your ears back it's kind of different but then again you look at what you know happened to them in the playoff in the super bowl 
a lot of that's Patrick Mahomes, but you know, he put up 38. Patrick Mahomes is going to do that to a lot of people. So yeah. I don't think it's necessarily like it gets them, but Eagles fans were so glad to see their defensive coordinator Gannon leave. And now he's in our division. Thank God. Uh, yeah, nobody likes that dude. Uh, he is, he's a joke anyway. All right. A couple more questions, Clay, before we jump out of here, man. Tommy, he says, CMC needs to stay healthy. Don't run him into the ground. Please free Mason. I agree with you, Tommy. Um, I don't think Kyle Shanahan does, though. No. Uh, he trusts CMC. And because of that, he's going to get overworked. But yeah. I but but CMC is a smarter guy. Right? He's a smart, he's a smart running back. Um and it's going to come down to the health of Elijah Mitchell as well. Uh, if he's still going to, you know, as of now, he's part of this squad. So I don't expect him to be going anywhere. And so, like, I mean, that I feel like that's what Kyle is trying to get to. Like, if he can get the healthy Elijah Mitchell back, God dang it, man. Like, CMC first half, start Elijah Mitchell in that second half, line up CMC to the outside. You, you give, It's going to be crazy. And then Jordan Mason still comes in and closes it. We don't have to rush Mason in to do too much. He's still a rookie, still a young kid, right? Uh, and he's cheap, and he's going to be around for a couple of years, right? And so he doesn't have to be rushed. But when his number is called, he's got to perform, and I think he can do that. I think Mason can step right up to that plate and be a number one guy. Yeah. yeah you look at just the rushing the tips last year. Uh, McCaffrey had 244 with both teams. Um, his total touches last year were 329. I'd like that to be lower. I would really like that to be lower. But the year he won Offensive Player of the Year in 2019, he had 403 touches. I want that to be like right at 300. I don't want it to go higher. Uh, Shot J says, I think CMC will get uh, the same touches as last year. Long as Mason stays healthy, we Good should point. be okay. We know Elijah won't last a full season. Yeah. 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 He, he just doesn't have the knees anymore. And it's just unfortunate. It's just kind of like... What happens? I like it. Uh, from Brian, trade break. What's up, man? He says, do the Niners really need to blitz more? Do they really need to? I don't think they I don't think they need to blitz. But again, they're trying to hit these teams with something different. We don't we didn't blitz a lot under D'Amico, which was good in a way. But there were times if we could have just sent one extra guy to speed up the process of the quarterback, they probably could have got home. And we did start to see some blitzing in his last year with the 49ers, but this is what Steve Wilkes does. He's just going to find a way. And if you uh, and if you look at the type of players that we got, John, he, he's going to be sending guys. He's not going to send the kitchen sink and do a bunch of all-out blitzing. No, these are going to be timely blitzes, secretive, good luck trying to stop whoever he sends at you type of blitz. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it, too, the Niners have consistently won with the players, right? Like the coaching phrase is, uh, do you win with Jimmy's and Joe's or X's and O's? We've won with talent. We got four guys. We're coming at you. Everybody knows what we're doing. We're just going to come at you and beat you. And it's worked. But if you could, again, look at this, sprinkle in a little extra flavor just every now and then, just a little bit. Um, then I, I think you get some things. I don't think you have to necessarily bring five. I think you do fire zones, right? Where you're still bringing four, but you don't know which four is coming. You bring Isaiah Oliver off the edge. But you're dropping Drake Jackson, who led, you know, close to the league leader in tip passes or whatever else. So you're still bringing four. Drake Jackson could drop to the hook to curl zone. Like, that's not an issue. And so Eric Armstead could drop to hook curl zone. You're still bringing four. 
Um, because that type of behavior, whenever the offensive line doesn't know what's coming, I mean, the spice is terror. I like that. I like that. So, and I and I agree with it. I mean, it's it's all it all comes down to you know what are you trying to hit them with? A little, you know, what little different type of spices are you trying to add this week into the stew or into the whatever you're making, right? And so the cool thing with Steve Wilkes is you're gonna get some exotic types of blitzing. Like you're gonna get different types of looks. And like John mentioned, the fire zone, which you know he, he kind of broke it down for you. When you don't know which four guys are coming, that's tough to defend. You know what I mean? And and like and like John said, it's different when you know we're sending these four guys, these four linemen up front are going to get try to get to the passer, blah 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 blah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But when you can kind of just spice it up and change it up a little bit, throw a couple of hiccups into the 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 whole the whole thing about blitzing for me, John, is it? I love the sacks, right? I love to get home on it, but it's more in providing a hiccup in the offense, right? Like making the offense be unbalanced, be off time, and so that they can never get into what we like to call in the music term, rhythm. And there so, we go. That, they, they, <laughs> and so that's it. it for me, man. <laughs> so like if we can blitz a little bit and, and, and get home, a force incomplete passes, force quarterbacks to throw off rhythm. That's good for us. Now the only thing is to get from the curse because if that quarterback gets that ball out on some of those quick hot reads and things like that, that's big gains. So spicing, I mean spicing, blitzing has its gift and curse. Yep, I like it. I like it. Let's do one more question, Clay, before we jump out of here. He says, hey, John, uh, FTTB song is completely done and mastered. We lit. <sighs> Cause we How faithful you? to the bay. It's about to be dope. I'm telling you, I'm so happy because I'm finding out live with you guys that my song is done. I mean, I was hoping I would have got a text message, but I'm finding <laughs> out live. <laughs> I'm so passive aggressive, <laughs> Lake City. I love you, bro. But I'm, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm happy. It's gonna be so, released training camp day. For those that perhaps don't know. Uh, walk us through a little bit of what this is and okay. what you've been working on. Because if you don't know, if you've never met Wayne, if you haven't subscribed to a show, it's the first thing in the description of my podcast on this right here. So scroll down, make sure you go click that. Wayne is super talented. First time I met Wayne, I said, dude, you need your own TV show because you are insanely talented. So walk us through what this is and what this means. So uh, I, I wanted to create a concept uh, about being faithful to the bay even though i'm not from that area or, or whatnot but it's more like me being loyal to the san francisco 49ers and, and and the things that they present and since they represent the bay i feel like i can represent the bay and i remember that year they came out with those faithful to the bay hats and the people just weren't feeling them but that's kind of been the hashtag for the past several years right i love it and so i hit up my boy uh lake city it's like dude i need a hook uh but and this is kind of like what i want to do so he sent me this hook and uh you know he sent it to me and i was like yeah let's 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 do this like get that recorded asap i'm I'm gonna get it written and then i sent it out to a couple of artists and and then had them do their their spots and then travis king added his his flavor on it and then he kind of took what i did and arranged it so nice and so it's just gonna be a dope record i got a lot of bay elements in there it's not a hyphy track but it's definitely something you could play in your low rider turn up cruise down drop top kicking into the scene with a gangster lean ooh wee type of song <laughs> but it's a feel it's a feel good record man i'm telling you it's a feel good record so i'm super excited 
I'm planning to release it on the day that training camp begins. So hopefully late late July, and then I'll be performing it at our road trips uh, as well as other venues in California. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm kind of shocked you didn't ask me to uh, drop a verse or two. Uh, I'm just uh, saying. Uh, when it comes to music, John. <laughs> it's uh, not me, I, man. No, it's not me. I, 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 you'll be in the video, though. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Rosie yeah. Cheeks gonna make a make a make a stop. That's what's up. That's what's up. And he did um, text me. What time is it? It is. It's well, one thirty six. He texted me at one thirty six. It's one fifty three. He's right. I did get the text. My bad. I just just wanted to put you on blast because that's what I like to do. <laughs> He does. He does not pull punches, and that's why we love you, man. But uh, that's awesome. So excited for that. Lace City Fresh, uh, super talented dude, man. Love it. All right, Wade, take us out of this show. I want to say thanks to Clayton. Absolutely incredible job. Uh, he makes all these shows go so smooth, man. Just uh, the mad scientist. Faithful, get ready. I know it's that off-season break. Everybody's going to be taking a break. Listen, enjoy your vacations if you do plan to go on. John and I will be here every Tuesday and Friday. And I tell you what, Friday, if you thought it was spicy today, it's going to be extra spicy on Friday. Make sure y'all tune in. Listen, until then, stay up, Faithful. Peace out.